Coming up on today's edition of Locked on Eagles, there are a lot of NFL personnel, players and coaches alike in Mobile, Alabama, that are kind of jealous of the Eagles' balanced offensive attack. We'll get into that. Also, Jerry Jones is very wrong about the Eagles' roster construction. We'll get into that. Some listener questions as well. All that and more on this Thursday edition of Locked on Eagles. You are Locked on Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Louis DiBiase, and he's Gino Camilleri. It's a Thursday edition of the show, and it's brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money now on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. So, uh, Gino, I want to start off the show by you know, I've been in Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl for three days now, and even non-Eagles personnel, all the talk, of course, there's a lot of prospects here, but I would say it's definitely a weaker class, and it's got people talking more about the Super Bowl between the number one seed in the AFC and the number one seed in the uh, NFC, the Eagles and the Chiefs, kind of how they got there, a lot of philosophy talk, even, you know, I was at the uh, media breakfast yesterday, and some of the questions to like Osiris Torrance, like a top prospect from Florida, on the offensive line, there's Super Bowl questions to him and to, you know, some Chicago Bears coaches as well, including their offensive coordinator. And it really seems like the theme of anybody talking about the Eagles is how jealous they are of this balanced attack, how they can beat you through the air, beat you on the run, and just how truly unique and hard it is to be top tier in both areas. You know, a lot, most teams that win a championship are not a top five unit in both ways. And I think that's something that the Eagles have really strived for. And, you know, it makes them very hard to beat when against the Niners, the passing game is just not working. And against the number one front seven, maybe outside of you, you can put up over 150 rushing yards. And then if you want to beat a team through the air, you have that ability. And I think a lot of teams down here are really asking the question, how can we get to that level as well? I believe that post Andy Reid in Philadelphia is really where this came true, right? Because you go and you look at Chip Kelly's offense, they were able to throw just as much as they were able to run. Look at how good LaShawn McCoy with those two wide receivers was. Then with Doug Peterson, it's a very similar makeup as well. Once they bring in Elshon, once they bring in Torrey Smith, once Nelson Aguilar takes that jump, they still rely on the run game with LeGarrette Blunt. They bring in Jay Ajayi and add that Corey Clement element to it. You can't say they win that Super Bowl without those guys running the football oh, and how sure. balanced they were. It comes through the trenches. For the last 20 years now, they've been able to effectively run the ball going back to the Brian Westbrook days as well because they build from the inside out. And Lou, when you have offensive linemen who are versatile, you talk about grading and and scouting draft picks, right? Is the guy just a mauler in the run game? Is the guy just pure a pure pass setter like Andre Dillard was coming out of Washington State? The thing about the Eagles is they have to find guys, and they always do, that play multiple positions, can play both well in the run and the pass, and that fit well together. You look at the makeup of all of these guys on the line, Lou. They're all great in pass protection. They all can get up to the second level in run blocking because of their athleticism. They're all versatile. They're all good laterally. They have a lot of the same makeup because Jeff Stoutland 
being your run game coordinator understands that you have to have that balance. Well, and he's been that the guy run through, with the pass. And it makes sense that he's been there through the Chip Kelly era, mm -hmm. the Doug Peterson era, and the Nick Sirianni era. So you'll always have that element as long as you have Stoutland. But even Gino, I'd say this era is even more committed to that balance because Chip Kelly, even Doug Peterson, you look at the early part of the 2017 season, they really couldn't run the ball that well with LeGarrette mm -hmm. Blount. It's why they went out to trade for Jay Ajayi. I think even those teams relied on the pass even more than this offense does. And of course, the personnel has a lot to do with it. But like you said, they had a great offensive line. They had LaShawn McCoy for a lot of those years, and they still were a pass-heavy team. And I think that's the preferred you know, you want to be a pass-first offense. But again, the balance, I think, is even more enhanced right now. And again, I think that's just so crucial because it makes everybody happy and it makes the defense miserable. You know, Osiris Torrance was talking about how he's been watching the Eagles and he loves to see such an elite run game make the Super Bowl because he talks about how much linemen enjoy it and how demoralizing it can be for a defense. And the Eagles know that more than anybody. And then you hear, I was talking to the Bears offensive coordinator, Luke Getze, for a bit. And he's kind of talking about Justin Fields, how they love that they move towards utilizing his legs more in the second half of the year, but how, you know, he wants them to evolve the rushing game and using fields mobility to open up for the pass. He had a great quote. He said, uh, mobility needs to be a part of who you are, not the whole thing. And he kind of mentioned Jalen hurts as a guy that made that leap from 2021 to 2022. So it's a balancing act. The bears, they want to be more pass heavy next year. And some of the linemen want to still make sure you're running the ball. It's that balance that I think offenses crave and the Eagles have it. I think it's going to be huge against the Chiefs. I really do. I think, you know, they're going to have more success passing the ball this time around than in the NFC title. But at the same time, they're going to have to utilize this elite historic run game to win a ring. They have the most rushing touchdowns in a season in a season in NFL history. Well, what is the one thing that the run game can provide for you, Lou? It can provide time of possession. It can provide control right. of an entire quarter if you do it as well as the Eagles have done, right? When you're playing Patrick Mahomes, you have to take that that mindset that no matter what situation you are in, you are probably the underdog on defense. And how you have to approach that is, how do we keep Pat Mahomes off the field? We hold on to the football. How can right. we do that through our elite run game? And we were kind of jaded after 2017, in my opinion, Lou, where we were like, oh, Tom goes out there, throws 505 in the Super Bowl. Nick Foles outduels him. We got to be all in on the pass. And then we've seen what the run has been able to do. And I'm like, now I'm calling plays for this team that we call three offensive pass plays a game. And I'm like, just run the ball, man. Run the ball. Because if you yep. can run the ball, you have seen how well and how much it has skewed the view on how good the Eagles are this year. Because teams aren't even able to compete in that department. When the Eagles get a lead and they run the football and they extend that lead, there's nobody yeah. in the sport that could keep up with them, pass or run. They just cannot. That's the part, Gino, is the difference between this year and 2021 is this is a weapon now that they don't need all of the time. We know a run-first offense, and that's all you can do. Definitely limits a team. Look at the Baltimore Ravens, but... At the same time, you look at other teams that don't really have a dominant passing attack, or I should say rushing attack, and that can also limit an offense. And the Eagles really have both. I just I noticed that anytime I'm kind of you know eavesdropping or talking to people about the Eagles and their roster building, they really are jealous about the balance that Howie Roseman has built for this offense, that A.J. Brown has established, Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, this offensive line, Miles Sanders. It's just a complete unit in its entirety. And I think we're going to look back for a long time at this offense and say, man, they had everything. And it's also why, you know, we talked about yesterday, there is nothing fluky about this Eagles run. 
Gino, coming up next right here on Lockdown Eagles, I want to get into some other comments that somebody made down here in Mobile. It was Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones, and it was almost to kind of justify the Cowboys not being where the Eagles are right now, and I don't think he was correct, so we'll get into that coming up next. And guys, today's episode of Lockdown Eagles is presented by FanDuel. We're so excited about our new sports betting partner for Lockdown because they're the number one sports book in America. It's FanDuel. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a sweat first bet. So you'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid winnings instantly. Claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. Hammer some odds for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL, and now the LockedOn Podcast Network. LockedOn Eagles, it's a Thursday podcast. I'm Louis DiBiase, and he's Gino Camilleri. Guys, also make sure you're checking out the LockedOn NFL Draft podcast every day for some live content down here in Mobile, Alabama, for the Senior Bowl, and take a look at who is the future of the NFL. But Gino, on today's show, we still got to focus on the present Although the Eagles have two first-round picks, we'll definitely dive into it in a few weeks. we got a Super Bowl to talk about between the Eagles and the Chiefs, and everybody's talking about it. Everybody has an opinion. kind of drives me nuts when people say things incorrectly about the Eagles that haven't been covering them, but they think they know it all. It's been driving us both crazy all week. <laughs> Your brother? One of those guys is, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's a troll. And another guy that's seemingly incorrect and despite being up close and personal since he's in the division is Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones was kind of, I don't know, man. I think he was almost justifying why the Cowboys aren't in the Final Four in the Super Bowl and why the Eagles are, almost taking some credit away by talking about how the Eagles built their contender versus Dallas. He was saying how they're more of a long-term team where the approach he's taking is they're almost trying not to mortgage the future for now, how they're almost not trying to sell their soul and make maybe take the easy way out. And it almost felt like a bash to the Eagles, how he was comparing them to the Rams. But if you look at the way the Eagles built this contender, man, I don't think he's right at at all compared to the Los Angeles Rams are. The Eagles, were they aggressive? Absolutely. Trading a first-round pick for A.J. Brown, moving up for Jordan Davis, going out there and trading for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and getting James Bradbury. And, you know, the list goes on and on, Hassan Riddick. But at the same time, they have two first-round picks next year. Look at the young core they have on both sides of the ball, all these players under 25. Howie Roseman, he didn't mortgage the future. He just did everything well this year where he didn't sacrifice the long-term future of this team for the short-term, but he didn't sacrifice the short-term success for the long-term either. So I don't think Jerry Jones is right. I think you look at how the future looks for the Eagles now versus after 2017, and I think it's night and day. What Howie Roseman did was take all of the money that he had invested in his home, all of that equity, taken it out, bought rental properties at a lower rate so he could continue and add on to what is his repertoire and all of these quote-unquote different rental homes, quote-unquote players that he has brought in in ways that he doesn't have to mortgage out the future by taking out six, seven different loans. He's just digging into his own pockets, keeping things in-house, and that's how they've built this team. Look at the offense. 
only one starter, Lou, was not drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles. Right, A.J. Brown. And A.J. Brown's, by the way, a 25-year-old that feels like he's been on this team for forever because he's so close with everybody. If you wanted to make that argument in 2017, I'm there for it. We could go I back agree. and talk about that. We could have that conversation They were all day the second long. oldest roster in the league outside of the Patriots? Yeah. Yep, and we were talking about making some of those exact moves, making the Jalen Ramsey type of moves, shelling out to go and get those guys to put that window in and make this be the all or nothing type of window before your home gets repossessed. You know, like you wanted to do everything you could, took out all the credit cards, took out all the extended lines of debt, and you could have tried anything. And that's what the Rams did. And now look at it. They're trying to get out of bankruptcy in a way that it almost cost them their head coach who is young in his own right. And he didn't know if he wanted to stick around for that. The Eagles are the complete opposite of that. They bring in a head coach who's young, has a young quarterback, a young core, where all of these guys are 24, 25, 26. They continue to draft well. Not only do they draft well, Lou, but they have high equity draft picks that are only going to allow them to bring in better and more reputable players to back up those guys in those depth spots that will further themselves out of Philadelphia mm-hmm. to get comp picks. I can explain the whole way that Howie Roseman is great at his job because I mean, Jerry Jones just doesn't get it. If he wants to talk about playing the long game. Yeah. He's played the long game for three decades now, since the Cowboys haven't got to a super bowl since the year 1996. Right. If you want to look at it that way, go ahead. But what Howie Roseman has done Lou, and what we said prior to that draft, when they made that move with new Orleans, it opened up the optionality, and with optionality, it just well, it really started with Carson Wentz, Gino. Yeah, exactly. I mean, getting that extra first round pick, yeah, again, it's a unique situation. Not every team, it's not as easy for other teams. The Eagles took advantage of a sunk cost at the quarterback position, and they kept extending that window by trading for the Dolphins first 2022, the mm-hmm. Saints in 2023. Definitely took advantage of that, but it's not just that. He's also drafted way better than he used to, so he has the window extended with all these young players. And the guys he's signing, they're in their prime. Hassan Riddick, you know, A.J. Brown, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is Mm -hmm. finally looking for that big second deal. So that's the other thing. It's not just one reason that they've perfectly balanced the future and the present, but it's just, again, it's just such a well-run organization. I feel like Jerry was almost trying to belittle it in a bit or kind of take some credit away and saying, well, we're doing things in a more traditional style. And, you know, you'll see in a few years, the Eagles are going to pay for this. You know, they basically took a Super Bowl out on credit like the Rams. I I don't think so at all. I think the Eagles are going to run this division and conference for a really long time. Let's just say that whoever's that pick at number 10 might have something to say different about what Jerry Jones had said. And the guy they pick at 31 and the players that they're able to resign because the salary cap has gone up $24 million. If you ever wanted to anger somebody in the National Football League to get better at their job, I don't know why Howie Roseman is the guy that you go at because he's already been so great at it. Talk about buying things on credit. No, he he already has those. He'll buy it on credit, use your money to pay it, but he already has a way to pay that off. He already has a way to renegotiate. You you look at Jason Kelsey. We were talking a couple years ago. Are they even going to be able to afford him because of all these times that they've kicked the can down the road with them? In the back of your mind, you're saying if there's anybody better suited to do this, present them to me because Howie Roseman is the best at exactly that. And again, Gino... And there's certainly an element of that to this team building, just like in 2017. But again, the difference between now and then, why they collapsed in 2020 outside of, you know, the coaching and the quarterback play was that when they were doing things on credit, that's when you have to start nailing your draft picks. But they're Mm -hmm. doing that now and they have more picks compared to back then. They're not trading away 
all these picks and having nothing. They're again, we've said that this phrase on the podcast for a year now, they're having their cake and they're eating it too. And they're mm -hmm. putting some in the fridge for another year down the road. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I think Jerry Jones, there's still a lot of people this week and I don't want to come off as a homer, but I just think these guys are incorrect. And I think a lot of people haven't covered the Eagles all going to dive in now and have an opinion on the Super Bowl. And I just think some of it is just misguided. And it's not even just this year, Lou, because everything that had gone into this situation, getting out of the Carson Wentz and even going back to the Byron Maxwell type of deal, how, how he has gotten here and why anybody who oh, says it's it was years in the making easy to get to this point, don't know the history. Yeah. You might look at it in a vacuum and say, Oh, they conglomerated all of this great talent. Well, that didn't happen overnight. I was going to say, you know, the Eagles have taken the Eagles have taken the hardest path to get to two Super Bowls in six seasons compared to anybody else. How many other teams can say that they have gotten to two Super Bowls in six seasons with two different quarterbacks and two different head coaches? Exactly. Zero. It's Zero. never happened in NFL history outside of the Philadelphia Eagles. Gino, coming up next right here on Lockdown Eagles, I want to get into a really interesting question that one of our listeners had for us about the Super Bowl and about the future of this team. It kind of ties in with some of the topics we've been talking about today. So we'll get into that and more on this Thursday edition of Lockdown Eagles. You're only going to have probably one more time this year to bet with prize picks, daily fantasy on the Super Bowl, Philadelphia Eagles, Kansas City Chiefs. This is the biggest game. Get in on the action responsibly, that is. Prize picks, I'll let you know how it works. It's easy. Pick two to six players. If they will score more or less than their prize picks projection, you guess, if you guess right, you get up to 25, yes, 25 times your money on entry. You're not competing against this giant pool of players with five to 10,000 in each group and all of these different options to go into when it comes to prize pools. No, it's just you against the projections. And you could go and do it on NFL. You could do NBA, MLB, NHL, women's and men's college basketball, Euro basketball, cricket. Actually, Euro basketball, my friend plays in Russia. I picked him in prize picks the other day. That's the extent of how far it goes. Currently Damn. operational in over 30 states in Canada. Download prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up for daily fantasy sports. And with that, by using the promo code LOCKDOWN, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for our friends watching on YouTube at the bottom of the screen there, you'll get a 100% bonus match up to $100. What does that mean? You put in $50, they'll give you $50. You put in $75, they'll give you $75, all the way up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com today or download the app on your mobile device. Use the promo code LOCKEDON and get that 100% bonus deposit. We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. It's a Thursday edition of the show. I'm Louis DiBiase, and he's Gino Camilleri. We've got a lot of Super Bowl content still for you all throughout these next few weeks. Media Week next show, we've got articles on Fox 43, videos on YouTube, audio podcasts every day, takes on Twitter at GC24 underscore football at DiBiase LOE. It's going to be a really fun next week and a half before next Sunday. I'm already getting nervous about this game. Kind of want to just get it over with and see that confetti fall, but this is part of the journey. It's part of the fun for sure. Um, somebody asked a really interesting question to Lockdown Birds. Five years since the last Super Bowl, and there's only five players on the Eagles, not counting Derek Barnett, who's hurt, left active from that roster. If you had to pick five to be on the roster for a next Super Bowl in five years, who would they be? 
I think it's an interesting question. Also a little unfair because I don't think they would collapse that hard again where there would only be five players. But, you know, also the reality in the NFL is rosters do change over time quick. So maybe we'll do five on each side. Or is there five players that came to your mind for sure off the top? How about we go back and forth? Because okay, I think we that. could get. To, I think we yeah, could easily fair. get to ten. I think that's fair. Yeah, and I think which is. I think we thing, should take Jalen off the board. I think Jalen okay. should be off the board because he's obvious. Twenty four. Yes, he's yeah. obvious. Yeah. So okay. you could start. We'll go back right. and forth for five picks each year. I think number one is definitely Jordan Mailata. He's an elite mm. twenty five, right? Twenty five year old left yep. tackle coming off the best run an offensive lineman's had in the playoffs. I don't think he's going anywhere. So definitely Mailata. I am going to go with Chauncey Garner Johnson. I'm Ooh, okay. that confident that they re-sign him. Yep. I believe at that position, it's something that Philly has needed for a long time. And those guys, once they find them, Lou, the Malcolm Jenkins, the Brian Dawkins, yep. they don't go around for they don't go outside of Philadelphia. So, All right, so Chauncey Gardner Johnson, Jordan Maialata. I would say also not going to say Lane Johnson. Jason Kelsey will probably mm-hmm. retire at some point. I think Isaac Sayamalo is going to cash in. So a lot of offensive line future questions definitely up in the air. I would say Landon Dickerson, right? I'd, I'd want to assume he's only been in the league for two years now. I know he's had some injuries, but he's an elite left guard. He's one of the best offensive linemen in football, regardless of position. I think my, a lot of that left side of the line, I think is there for five years. I might be just going with the guys I really like, but Devonte Smith, I mean, I, I <laughs> no, don't see he was gonna him be going to be my other choice. So yeah, for sure. I don't see Devonte going anywhere. The type of nope. player that he is, he's only going to continue to get better. I Lou, think he's I, I look really well. Gina. Yeah, I look at Deshaun, and it's like if he could be like seventy-five percent of the route runner that Deshaun is when Deshaun was at that height of his career towards the end. Mm-hmm. Devonte is going to be around this league for a long freaking time. Okay, so that's Jordan Maialata, Landon Dickerson, and Devontae Smith on offense. Definitely on offense more than defense. It's the mm. younger core. You said John C. Carner, excuse me, John C. Carner Johnson. Johnson. It's been a long day, my man. Billy, baby. Um, Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Anybody else on defense? Jordan Davis. I think you got it. You have to go with him, and I, right? I think there's another one. So you could pick because I might have to pick the other one. All right, I'll say Jordan Davis. So we're okay. at, I think that's at five, but give me let's 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 go for another one. You've you've only picked like twelve hundred pounds of man with your three picks. Right. right yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going with Milton Williams. I don't think Milton is going anywhere anytime soon. He continues to be so good. The tape that he put out from that Niners game was yeah. off the charts. He fits the BG, the Javon, or not the BG, the Fletcher Cox, the Javon Hargrave, the three tech role. They're inevitably going to have to move on from one or either both of those guys. Right. I think Milton is the long-term option there. And he's been making some crazy plays. He flashed a few times in the NFC title against the 49ers. He makes plays every time he's out there. I agree. I think they're going to sign one of Cox and or Hargrave, and the future is going to be one of them, Milton Williams and Jordan Davis. The other guy I was deciding, Gino, if we added a seventh or a six or seven, it was Milton Williams. Then I'd say Nicobe Dean probably. I think Kazir hmm. White's going to go somewhere else in free agency. I think he's going to be a stud. He makes plays every time he's been on the field this year. So I'd say Nicobe Dean as well, if you want to add a seventh, but definitely those top six. And notice that five of them were linemen and one was a receiver. And then, of course, Jalen Hurts. So there's eight. But the good thing is, you know, we want to keep adding players to this exercise. Mm-hmm. And that's a really good sign. That Let me ask you one more. A lot brighter one than more here. Yeah. Josh Sweat and Hassan Riddick. Either yeah. or one or the other. I would, I would hope either? at least at least one and hopefully both. Mm-hmm. You have to, my thing with Josh is, yes, he has held up well through that knee, but how long can he hold up through that knee? Like five years for an edge rusher that plays that way. Yeah. It's a lot 
And he he does get banged up in other ways too. He does yep. play through a lot, but Hassan Reddick, I mean, once he loses that that burst and that mm-hmm. that twitch off the edge, does his role kind of take a step back where I see Josh can continue to form into that Brandon Graham who's there for as right. long as he's healthy quite some time. Well, and you know, that's the good news is this listener wanted five and we wanted to say nine to 10 players. Yeah. And there's a, a possibility of even more. You could say TJ. Jake Elliott could still be you here. For say Jake Elliott. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, look at how old Robbie Gold's been doing it and how long yep. he's been doing it. And you got, maybe if Miles Sanders got a new contract, you could justify that. Mm-hmm. We didn't even mention Dallas Goddard, by the way, who is one of the best young yeah. tight ends. Bingo. In Cam Jurgens, who they just drafted. Hasn't Cam Jurgens, AJ Brown's 25. If they can keep mm-hmm. that core together. So there's, you know, maybe 12. There's a lot of young pieces on this roster. I want to shout out the actual person that Corey Brown uh, tweeted that out to us. So thanks oh, so much, were, Corey. You were that was, close with Bill and Bob. I wasn't even close <laughs> with Bill and Bob. <laughs> it's been a long day in Alabama, man. But I'm so excited to get going uh, for this next week of shows, man. Super Bowl 57 is around the corner. We've got one more weekend to grind through these bad Eagles takes. But uh, you've got good ones right here on Lockdown Eagles. That's right. We are here. Five days a week, Super Bowl week's coming up. Where else would you want to listen into? Lou and I are doing radio bits all over the country all year long, yep. so stay Gino's tuned. Gino's going to be on your... ESPN Radio tonight. Yes, so. I will be on there at 9.30 Eastern, ESPN yep. Radio. We will be on all over the country spreading the great word of the mm-hmm. Philadelphia Eagles. It's great to have conversations like this where you're talking about how long can this window extend, but right now there's one game left, right. Lou. They keep saying it. Devontae said it to Jalen. Jalen said it to Devontae. One more. One more. One more. One more for sure. Also, make sure you're checking out the Lockdown NFL podcast. We've got the national show also covering the Super Bowl and the Senior Bowl all throughout the week. Lockdown NFL, Lockdown NFL Draft, the entire Lockdown Podcast Network. As always, thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. As Gino mentioned, we're available on all podcast platforms on YouTube as well. And we're always talking birds on Twitter at Lockdown Birds, at LOE, and at GC. 24 underscore football for Gino Camilleri. I'm Louis DiBiase signing off as always. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening and let's go birds fly Eagles fly. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.